talk about prayer. Revolutionary prayer, to be precise. And I love talking about prayer um, because it just there's always misconceptions and revisionism going on when we talk about prayer. And um, I did actually, those, those of you who've been here a while know this, I did a series. I actually, started, started a year ago last week, I started a series uh, called uh, Can You Hear Me Now? And it was uh, about prayer. And I'm actually going to use a couple quotes from that series. And here's, here's, just so you know, here's my rules when it comes, you know, I love quotes and stuff like that. And here's my rules in, in terms of, of quotes, whether, you know, because you know, because I'm, I'm green, I want to recycle them and everything. And, um, and, and so uh, and my rule basically is this, if I'm not tired of it, you're not tired of it. That's my rule. Because, and I really mean that because I'm, I live with them. I mean, I read them every week. Um, both my database that I keep, and I'm all, it's always growing, as well as looking for new things and you know going over old things that I've that I've just kept in different places and so forth. And I kind of feel like John John Adams used to say, by the way, who makes his debut next Sunday night on TV, the greatest TV show in the history of the United States starts next Sunday night, the John Adams special. Um, based on the David McCullough book. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, everybody, everybody knows me knows I'm just really, I mean, this is like I'm in awe of John Adams. Um, but John Adams used to say, a man who has a poet in his pocket is never alone. Um, and uh, I kind of feel that way about quotes. And I keep, you know, I keep, I keep several of them on my iPhone all the time, different ones that I like, and I'll just go, oh, it's so good. You know, so I got a couple of those that I'm recycling today that I just, might be new to some of you, and somebody says, I remember when he did that. I don't care. It's just really good, okay? So just, just to warn you on that. Because whenever you get to this whole subject of prayer, there's just a lot of, a lot of misinformation out there. So I want to talk about that, and I want to begin by just telling you this, just right off the top. Let's just, just tackle some of the tough stuff. And that is this. Prayer was never intended to inform God about anything. And unfortunately, I think some people think that. It was never intended to inform about my wants or my needs. Prayer is more about developing, nurturing a relationship with your Heavenly Father. And granted, yeah, the Bible does say in some passages, bring your petitions to God and, and you know, bring those specific ones and your general ones. And, and I believe in that. And I do that. And we have a, a prayer thing here. I don't know what you call it. If you ever need prayer for something, we believe in that. And you can email any number of us, me, if, if, if you don't know anybody else. And, and we get it to a person. There's about 30, 40, 40 or so people on that list that, that, that we at least three or four times a week, goes, hey, pray for this. We believe in that. I believe in that. But it's not for the purpose of informing God. It's for the purpose, among other things, not solely, but among other things, it's for the purpose of nurturing and developing that relationship with God. You know, you see, so that gets into the whole thing. Well, then does it really change things? I don't know. (laughs) Does it really cause God to do something that he wasn't going to do? I don't know. Because there's a whole lot of things about the mysteries of God that I don't know and, and that none of us really know, but we still, we still pray. Um, and thus, my first recyclable, phenomenal quote from Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, great preacher in London in the 1800s. 
used to speak to like 20,000 people at a time before amplification, if you can imagine this, in the Surrey Music Hall in London. Haven't been there, but that's, I don't know if it's still there, but that's one of the places I want to I look up when we do go there. Um, and, uh, but Spurgeon said this, It hasn't been granted to us to understand fully the mysterious relationship, the eternal counsels of God, the promises of God, the cries of his people, nor is it necessary that we understand. I just really like that, just a good pithy quote there, because it's just like, you know, it hasn't been granted for us to understand that, but it's not necessary either. We pray, because it's about developing our relationship with God. Many times prayer will change me. I don't know that it ever changes God because God's what we call immutable. God doesn't change. So we begin with that. Then we go, and we're, gonna, we're in the Sermon on the Mount. This is our series, Revolutionary, a Revolution, a Sermon on the Mount, because so much of what Jesus said was so revolutionary. It was internal as opposed to external. And so he's, he, 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 I'm going to just dip into chapter 6, Matthew chapter 5. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6, and then Matthew chapter 7, okay? So let's just jump into that. And let me show you the the first passage, really just two verses from uh, what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 6. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered only by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them because your heavenly Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. That's a great, that's a great verse. First thing I want you to see and that Jesus is teaching us here, I believe, is this. Number one, revolutionary prayer is meaningful. It's meaningful. It means something. It's heart, it's about heart, and it's about meaning. Okay? And and it's it's um you know, and, and sometimes we might mess up the words. We may not say it just the right way, and it's not like our words are ineradicable or something, you know? So, so the issue then has to come back to, well, it's just about the heart and it's just about the mind it, when, when we think through that sort of thing. It's not simply a ritual. It's not by rote memory. We used to, we used to try to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with doing this. You know, when you have a, maybe if you say grace before a meal and your kids memorize a prayer, that, nothing wrong with that at all. Every now and then we would try to shake it up and say, well, just, just thank God for the food for the day. Just say it in your own words. Just because you, you kind of want to try to avoid if you can kids and yourself from getting into the habit of, well, I got to pray a certain prayer this way every time, and, and boom. And, and this is, this is really, things really get a little crazy. It's not just ritual. It's not road. It's, it's, something, it's something that is focused and comes from the mind, okay? And our prayers can be many different things in many different ways. And sometimes they can be very simple. God help. Sometimes I have the prayer, and, and, and I don't say it out loud because it would sound like I'm using the Lord's name in vain, and I don't do that. I'll say a lot of other things, but I won't use the Lord's name in vain. And, and, and so sometimes I will just, in my heart, say, oh, God, I'll look at a situation. Oh, God, let me help that person or me or whatever that might, might. Just a simple thing. You know, and, and so revolutionary prayer is meaningful in that, in that way. And, and here's the issue. This ha- happens so many times uh, with people. When prayers are reduced to techniques or to formulas in an attempt to manipulate God, then they become wrong. And I want to be very clear about that. When, they, when they're reduced to formulas or just certain techniques, and, and, you know, sometimes you get these, 
you know, maybe I'm the only one that gets these. But, you know, and, and, and listen, some of you have forwarded me things. And I, if that's really good, that's fine. Just kind of put a little note at the front and say, hey, read this, Rich. Because I have some friends, they think the sole purpose of email, the sole purpose is just to forward stuff. It's never, how you doing? What's going on? Take a look at this. this is, it's just, boom, forward, forward, forward. And, and eventually those are going to end up, you know where they're going to end up, don't you? Um, in, the, in the spam file. So it's like, but every now and then somebody will do those, and I'm just like, oh, what the they're sending me now? And they'll be like, here's a prayer to pray. This happened just a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, here's a prayer. Pray this prayer four times. I think it was four or five times. And pass it on to ten people. You get those two? You get those things? And, 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 and if you do, you know, the last person that did this got a check for $450,000. And if you do this, this is going to be really good. And if you don't do this, your family will catch every Old Testament plague ever and ever had. You know? And it's just like, I don't really need this. And when I see that, I'm just like, boom, I'm gone. Um, it's not like prayer works like that. It's just not like it does. Please don't take that as a warning that, I, that if you ever forward me an email that I'm going to stand up on Sunday morning and make fun of you because I won't, probably, okay? Just, 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 just for the record. Mindlessly praying certain words or even a certain prayer, thinking if I say this enough, if I say this in the right way, somehow God's going to listen better or God's going to listen more. Or God's going to effectively answer this prayer. That just doesn't work. Mindlessly praying anything, it, it doesn't help. You know, and that's, that's where I, I want you to stop and just think about that. Revolutionary prayer is meaningful. The truth is, some of our best prayers sometimes m- might be our, our, our less thought out prayers. Let me show you a C.S. Lewis thought. I used this actually a year ago this Sunday. What seem our worst prayers may really be in God's eyes our best. Those, I mean, which are least supported by devotional feeling. For these may come from a deeper level than feeling. God sometimes seems to speak to us most intimately when he catches us, as it were, off our guard. In other words, sometimes the feeling's not there. There's no feeling at all, and I'm like... I'm not even God, I'm sure you're there, but man, I sure need some help here. Sometimes they're our most effective prayers because we're just being honest before God. And, and God always honors that. He does. Revolutionary prayer is meaningful. That's the first thing I want you to, I want you to see that Jesus is telling us. The second thing is this. Um, well, before I deviate the second thing, let me, let me take you to, we just looked in Matthew chapter 6. I want to take you to Matthew chapter 7. Skip a few verses. Go down to Matthew chapter 7. Still, this is the Sermon on the Mount. And, and we come to this part, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Maybe you've heard some of these words before. Keep on asking, and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And the door is open to everyone who knocks. You parents, <laughs> this is great. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? 
We're going to come back to the last part in just a second, but the first part, I want you to see that verses 7 and 8. Keep on asking. You will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking, and you will find. Keep on knocking. Um, Now, just for the record, this is not a passage in the Bible that tells us or the saying that God is some sort of a a grand cosmic vending machine, and and we push the right buttons, and boom, out comes what we we wanted. Um, It'd be nice... And some people want to give you that idea, but that's just not, that's not God. And, and prayer often does, does more, to, as I said earlier, to change me than, than whatever, whatever is happening uh, in the heavenly councils, so to speak. So that's not saying that. What this prayer is saying, basically, is revolutionary prayer is persistent. It's persistent. It's, it perseveres. It's, it's, it's meaningful, persistent prayers. And it's the kind of prayer that, that, are, that have some passion about certain issues, about some concerns, maybe even some decisions that you're thinking about or thinking through. It used to be an old phrase back in the day, I mean way back in the day, uh, they, in, in certain kinds of churches they would say, well, have you prayed through that yet? Have you prayed through that? Now, whatever they may have meant, in some cases that meant pray all night long and, you know, at the dawn's light you're going to get the answer or, or pray for four days and fast and, and you, you know, whatever, that, whatever else that might mean. I'm going to use that phrase. I'm going, to, I'm going to redefine it for our purposes here because sometimes we do need to pray through something. And it might be an issue or a concern or a decision, and it might be a prayer that is on our heart and on our lips for days. Maybe months, sometimes years. Maybe it's for a person. Maybe it's about a particular need in your own life. Maybe it's about certain issues, certain concerns. And, and, and that, that's, that's what he's talking about. Just continued revolutionary prayers, persistent like that, continually focused, focused on God and, and Him working in this particular way, whatever, whatever it is, and you may not even know what that is. How, how God's, usually we don't know how God's going to solve them. We think we do, but we usually, we usually don't. Great second recyclable quote, or third recycle, my last one uh, recycled here. Um, Martin Luther quote that I love, and a good friend of mine who's a, who's a dog owner, when the first time I used this, he just told me how much this illustrated to him um, what prayer should be. And so Martin Luther quote, it goes like this. Oh, if only I could pray the way this dog watches the meat. All his thoughts are concentrated on that piece of meat. Otherwise, he has no thought, no wish, no hope. I mean, isn't that good? I mean, you know, learn a lesson of a prayer from your dog. You know, and if you don't have a dog, go find somebody that's got one, all right? And, and you know, pass him some food off the table just to have fun with it, all right? No, don't do that. I got uh, one of the faux pas I've one of the many faux pas I've committed. Um, <clears throat> oh, I didn't really want this here. This is a dog. No, no. Not a good thing. Law sends a wrong message many different ways, you know. <laughs> Got an elbow on that one, actually. But anyway, um, you know what I mean by that, right? Um, only we could pray as this dog watches the meat. All his thoughts are concentrated. So it's, it's a focus upon God and upon whatever he might do in that situation. God, I pray for that, that deal, that situation, that person, that, that thing. Revolutionary prayer is thoughtful. Revolutionary prayer is persistent. Revolutionary prayer is 
One more thing. Let me show you this last thing. Because remember, go, go back to that passage, Matthew chapter 7, um, and pick it up in verse 9, okay, where he says, you parents, you can see it right there, you parents, see that? You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you sinful people, in other words, we're not God, not that he's not condemning us here, he's just saying you're not God, you know, we, we have our faults, as we all do. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Here's the point I believe that Jesus is making. He's saying revolutionary prayer is not only meaningful and not only persistent, but revolutionary prayer is more about God than it is about me. It's more about God than it is about me. It's more about who you're praying to than who's doing the praying. And that's an important issue for us to stop and to think about because, you know, you know let me just say this. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you praying for a car or a house or a job or a deal or a country club membership or a spouse um, or the market to change. A lot of people I know are praying a lot more than they used to these days. You know, I know you probably didn't need to come to church on Sunday morning and hear about that, did you? Um, hang in there. Just hang in there and pray and make it a continued point of prayer. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with praying for those things. The, 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 the problem is when, we, when, when my desires become more focused on things and on issues than they are on God. That's when the problem begins. And what God can do. Because, see, here's the issue. And I love that, the way, the way it says that if you know how to give good gifts, your heavenly Father will give, will, he knows how to give good gifts. I don't do this as much anymore. But for a long time, particularly, and my youngest is like 29, so youngest, our youngest child, our, our daughter. Um, for a long time, I would, in my mind, wonder, did do we do, do we do right? Do we make the right decision with the kids on this one and, and on this one? And do we, you know, do we, do we give them too much? Um, you know, where we lived, I know this is going to be really, really revolutionary to you. Where we lived, when a kid turned 16, they would get their, they would get their driver's license. They would get their driver's license. And most would have a car to drive or some form of a, some form thereof of a vehicle to drive. Around 16, that's just what you did. I realize here they don't get out of car seats till they're about 15, but, but um, <laughs> different culture, you know, or close to it, I suppose. Um, but it, it's one of those things where you stop and you think about it. Both of my kids had issues with vehicles. Both of my kids um, totaled at least one car, one of my cars, you know, not their own, mine, you know. Mine was a nicer one. You always take the nice, oh, Dad, can you use your car? Oh, sure, take my car. Both of my kids totaled, you know, you got, if you haven't dealt with that yet, God bless you. I'll be here for you, okay? Uh, it's just, and you know, one of them totaled my favorite car. Uh, my first really fast sports car, which is probably the problem, right? Um, but you know, when it happens, you don't really care about the stupid car, do you? Don't really care. So I asked myself, and many times for, through their college years, and even for a little while after, you know, did we, did we, did we do too much there? Did we do enough? Did we maybe, were we too hard about the room being clean or not hard enough? And, and here's the issue with this whole thing. And let me help those of you who are parents with this. You're going to make mistakes, okay? You're going to make mistakes. 
And you just do the best you can. And I believe probably in this crowd, they're going to be well-intentioned mistakes, but you're going to make mistakes. And the issue is here. We ask God for stuff all the time. We pray to God all the time. He never makes a mistake. He always knows just what we need, even if we don't even ask for it the right way. And sometimes even when we're asking for the wrong thing. Because, as he says, he knows knows your needs even before you ask, but he still wants you to ask because he wants the relationship. So revolutionary prayer is more about God than it is about me or you, those of us who are praying. God always knows what is best for us. Which brings us to this. We, We just need to be aware of God's presence. We need to be aware of, of, of God being in our thoughts and in our concerns and in our everyday, if I could call it, our everyday stresses of life. Just be aware of God being in that and make him known. And maybe it's when you're driving or, and you can just, just pray. Don't close your eyes, but you can just pray. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's when you're out playing, out jogging, uh, whatever it is you do. And you can just pray. That's part of prayer. That's part of having a, a prayer life. And that's part of just, oh, Lord, help this situation. Help me with this. Help, help this deal. Whatever it might be. You know, and, and, and we ask God to be in our thoughts and our concerns and our stresses from morning to evening. All day long. That's what we need to pray. We're going to hear, let me pray. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And I'm going I'm to pray and, and, and we're going to hear a song about that. Let's pray. God, we are grateful that we can, we can just real, be real practical about this and that we can think about life, the issues of life, the things some people here are probably over. There are some this morning that are overwhelmed by some, some issues, some not so much, but they're still issues. I pray, God, that each one of us would recognize who you are and the fact that you care dearly for us and very deeply for us. And that while whatever happens is not dependent upon our prayer life, it sure can develop our relationship with you, our God, and our Creator who loves us more than we can possibly imagine. So we pray about that. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love and for your concern for our daily lives. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.